TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to talk all things dirty birds. It's Falcon's Flyover. <laughs> John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show live on the in the uh, Kia Studios on this Wednesday evening. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Uh, quick scoring update. Braves are up 4-1 to one right now as we are in the top of the sixth inning. So, Obviously, this game is moving right along. They started at like 640 um, this evening, and um, so this game will be wrapped up here not too much longer from right now, and uh, we'll keep you up to date about uh, the Braves as if they win tonight, they clinch the NL East. It's been real competitive in the East, hasn't it, with the mutts and the Philadelphia Phillies and the fishnets and anyway. This is your night look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So we did get good news that um, Cordero Patterson was a full participant in practice today. Jeff Okuda was limited in practice. And, of course, we just talked to D. Orlando Ledbetter. I do think that we are going to see Patterson uh, play this weekend. Um, No reason for him not to. Um, You know, we were expecting to see whether or not one or both of these guys. And I agree with D. Led. I think they're going to have – Jeff Okuda ready for next week. Like, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to dress this week, but I do think that come next week against the lions. And that will be a very interesting look, say what you will, but there's, there's some interesting games for the Falcons. You know, even with this last play schedule next week is a very interesting game. Now we'll see if the lions can get to two and zero. but obviously, you know, that's, that's a up arrow team. You know, they're feeling good about themselves. Look, they beat the Chefs on Thursday night. And I don't care if I don't care if Travis Kelsey didn't play, did play, whatever. You beat the Super Bowl champs on Thursday night to open up the season. Right? So again, you know, that's that's a good win for them. By the way, Minnesota and Philadelphia is the game coming up tomorrow night as uh, we'll have all the action right here in your home of all things NFL, uh, Sports Radio, 1990 game. So um, I I think Patterson plays. I think Okuda um, is going to be ready for Detroit. Now, also, Troy Anderson woke up, said he wasn't feeling very well, and they put him in the concussion protocol. 
So obviously he's not going to play. Now we talked to you know we talked to Dilad about this too, Tay Davis. But again, the coaches were saying that Nate Landman has got an opportunity to see some action, and I think I think that they will. I, I think whether it's Tay Davis or Nate Landman, look, I expect them to do some attacking on our linebackers. You know, I I expect them to attack our linebackers and to attack our second corner. Whether that's Trey Flowers, you know, again, I, I don't expect Jeff Okuda to start or anything like that. So, most likely, Trey Flowers, um, I expect them to attack Trey Flowers. And, yes, Bates will come over and help. But, you know, again, Jordan Love's not making his first start. Jordan Love played outstanding. But say what you will, 9.1 yards in attempt, three touchdowns, no picks. You can say, well, it's just the Bears. Well, still an NFL team. Bears, Bears were feeling pretty good about themselves, weren't they? Weren't they feeling pretty good about themselves going into a game like that? So, again, we'll see what happens, but could be the Nate Landman show, Tay Davis, but we'll see. I think the Packers are going to attack. I think the Packers are going to come out throwing. I think the Packers are going to come out throwing against the Atlanta Falcons and test out this secondary. You know, they weren't really, they weren't really tested per se, uh, and the Packers do have some better personnel Look, Carolina doesn't have any personnel skill position people. They don't have great running backs. They don't have great wide receivers. don't have great tight ends. They don't have a whole ton of uh, personnel at the skill position people. Say what you will about, you know, Bryce Young and all that good kind of stuff. He, he looked like a rookie quarterback at times. He missed, some, he missed some throws that he should have made. There were some throws that he should have made in that game, but he missed it. So, again, it's while... Jordan Love has not played a whole lot. He's been in that system for a few years. And, look, say what you will, he's tutored under Aaron Rodgers. I'm not telling you that he coached, you know, Aaron Rodgers coached him, but you learn when you start hanging around people. And he's had a chance to learn from Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if you're just hanging around him and just kind of – Kind of sniffing what's going on around there. So maybe he, uh, maybe is he dating a witch? Do we know if Jordan Love is dating a witch or anything like that? So anyway, um, all right. Some awards uh, here for the NFL. So NFL uh, handed out their Players of the Week award. AFC Offensive Player of the Week was Tua. NFC Offensive Player of the Week was Brandon Ayuk. Uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, no surprise. Uh, Jordan Whitehead was outstanding. NFC Defensive Player of the Week, of course, Jesse Bates. Uh, here's what they had to say. Bates' Atlanta debut was a memorable and award-winning one. The former Cincinnati Bengals st- uh, standout was stellar in the Falcons' 24-10 win against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Bates had a pair of interceptions, forced a fumble, piled up 10 tackles in his first action as a Falcon. Okay, can I say we need that kind of performance again on Sunday? We need that kind of performance again on Sunday. Again, I, Let me tell you, for the next two weeks, we need that kind of performance. You've, you've got a quarterback that feels really good about himself. You've got a pretty good quarterback in Jared Goff and a good offense. We need that kind of performance again. And look, that's what you paid $64 million for, right? That That's my only problem has been $64 million for a safety when we still can't get to the quarterback. 
Can't I, get to the, couldn't get to the quarterback with our front four. Yeah, yeah. I did tweet tweet at you on X when uh, he got that second interception. I said, oh, well, yeah. maybe he's been hearing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, again, I, I, I have said he should be a second-team All-Pro at worst. Second-team All-Pro. Not Pro Bowl, second-team All-Pro. If you're going to pay $64 million for safety – who's not going to sack the quarterback again, and you're not going to play Bryce Young every week. You know, that the competition, you know what? In a few weeks when they go to London, that guy's pretty good for Jacksonville. See what he did over the weekend, last weekend? Damn. See that yeah. guy? Did you see that wide receiver that he was throwing to? Oh, I saw him all right. Oh, oh <laughs> He's on okay. my fantasy team. Oh, oh, <laughs> well. Well, you can bet on that. So... But look, Bates deserved every bit of it. Um, he should be offensive player, or sorry, defensive player of the week uh, for the NFC. Uh, Pro Football Focus had their awards uh, as well. Um, the defensive player of the week was Jesse Bates. Uh, Bates signed with the Falcons as a free agent this offseason after spending the first five years of his career with the Cincinnati Bengals. He enjoyed a as about as good a debut as you can imagine, picking off two passes and finishing with a 92.9. Pro football focus coverage grade. Now, here's the, here's the other guys, though, um, that got on the pro football focus uh, uh, all team, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, the, the pro football focus team of the week. Now, uh, any guesses, Day Day? Can you, can you do any? You got, you got any guesses? There was one offensive player. Uh, obviously, Bates made it on defense. Uh, there was one offensive player. Algier. Um, no. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and one special teams player, by the way, too. From the Falcons. So the offensive player wasn't Algier? Nope. Well, it had to be Bijan. Nope. They had Kyle Pitts. For the one catch? <laughs> Remember when I told you that they really liked <laughs> yeah, Kyle Pitts? I see. <laughs> he was the he was he was first team All Pro Football Focus over Algier. He was first team All <laughs> Pro Football Focus. Christian McCaffrey was the running was back the... Uh, who was outstanding, um, but Kyle Pitts was the starting tight end. Uh, he made first team All Pro Football Focus. Um, Bradley Pinion, who obviously yeah. kicked a lot. Um, but he was very effective. Um, he was the special teams player. Cal Pitts. <laughs> how many? How many? Uh, did he make a hundred yards? No. No. Oh. How many touchdowns? I mean, again, he only had a couple catches, but he obviously scored two touchdowns. Right? No, he did huh? not. What? No, he did what? not. What? Not at Excuse all. Excuse me. No. Oh boy. Um, look. They have their guys that they really like. And and when they talk about Pitts being a unicorn, uh, look, Pitts did make an outstanding catch on that 34-yard reception that he made. You know, the body control and all that, it was an outstanding catch for Pitts. I'm, I'm not denying that at all. Um, did he have an impact on the game? No. No. Did, did he have a Travis? Listen. Travis Kelsey did more to influence that game by not playing, right? I mean that that's that's the reality of it. You know, listen, Travis Kelsey's so important. Mike Tirico said that there needs to be an asterisk 
for that win against the chef, uh, the chefs. Yeah, there needs to be an asterisk next to Mike Tarico. I like Mike Tarico though. I like him, but that comment right there well, was just stupid. Kinda, yeah. yeah, I mean it's just stupid, you know. So, did you ever hear the stories about him up at, you know, yeah, his, up there and how he Frisco? got his? Yeah, I've heard yeah. some. Yeah, that that book I guess was fascinating. That that the book that was written about ESPN and mm. all the stuff that went on uh, up there. So, but anyway, um, so good news. Listen, uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Jesse Bates, and Bradley Pinion. One of these is not like the other. Oh, sorry. But anyway, um, no, look, they, everybody outstanding. And uh, listen, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens this Sunday. Uh, we, we will be large and in charge come Sunday. All right, Jason Longshore going to join us up next as we get ready for Atlanta United and Inter-Miami. Messi in the how, in the his how. Messi in the bends. I'm going to do my snow angels on the field. Chuck and Nikia Studios. Sports Radio and after the game, Odyssey.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Wednesday evening with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Well, we get ready for a big one. Should be a packed house as Atlanta United will host Inter-Miami coming up on Saturday the 16th here. Uh, you can join me at Tower Wine and Spirits on uh, Friday from uh, 4 to 6. We're going to give away some tickets for that uh, match. And obviously, um, as we get ready for Messi coming into 
Mercedes-Benz on the turf. Yes, I said it, on the turf. Uh, pre-game will start at 4.30. Kick will be at 5 o'clock. Jason Longshore and uh, Mike, uh, Mike Connie will have the call with all of the action. And Jason Longshore joins us on the waitford.com hotline. Lennis Ford dealer, color analyst for all things Atlanta United. Follow him on his Twitter page at Longshoe. Jason, as always, my friend, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show with you. Thanks for having me on, as always. So um, are we getting the we're going to have all of Atlanta United doing snow angels and pulling up the dust and everything on the field with Coors lights in hand? I mean, are we are we on track for that or where where are we with the official, you know, uh, celebration on turf uh, for Atlanta United? The the funny thing is, and I, I told you this when this all started to bubble up mm-hmm. about, oh, Messi's not going to play on turf. I feel like I should have walked around with the sandwich board, like through the streets of Atlanta and say, like, Lionel Messi has never said publicly anything about not wanting to play on turf. Actually, to the contrary, when he did his, his media availability and spoke to the media about it, he said, yeah, I've played on turf before. It's different. It's not that big of a deal. So, like, it became a story, and it wasn't even anything real in there. So the question is if he plays, because he didn't play on Tuesday night in Bolivia. He That's the first World Cup qualifier he's missed in a long time. Uh, didn't feel just comfortable physically. He's played a lot of games in a short period of time. He's had a very busy schedule. He subbed out of the game last Thursday where he scored the winning goal from a free kick against Ecuador in the first qualifier of the cycle, came out late in the game. There's been talk about a possible injury, but he did travel to Bolivia. He stayed with the team, didn't really train the day before the game, which is essentially a walkthrough anyway. So there's lots of speculation right now in Argentina and in Miami, and we really don't think – and we probably won't know anything, honestly, until game day because, you know, Lionel Messi is the kind of guy that if he doesn't train this week to rest and then, you know, is feeling good on Saturday, he's going to play. And, you know, you're not going to leave him out. He doesn't need the practice. He's done this a few times. So if he is feeling up to it on Saturday, he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to start. I don't know if he's going to come off the bench. We just don't really know anything until the week progresses. What has uh, Tata Martino brought to Inter Miami? Obviously, he took over June 28th of this year. Um, what has he brought to this club? I mean, again, they've they've struggled this year, but what has he helped them do? Obviously, we know all about him, but what has he brought to Miami? He's a steady hand, and I think that's the biggest thing is he's just done so much in his career that, you know, this is – a big deal. And, you know, I don't, I honestly don't think Phil Neville did a bad job with Miami. I think Phil Neville did a great job with him last season when he didn't really have a whole lot to work with. And he had even less to work with in the first half of this season because Miami kept a lot of roster space open in case everything fell into place like it did. So he was dealing with a pretty depleted roster the first half of the year, Phil Neville. But the difference between Neville and Tata Martino is that experience factor. Tata Martino has managed in La Liga. He's managed 
you know, clubs, national teams. He's been in crazy situations before. He'd managed Lionel Messi before. He knows the circus that goes around that, whether it was Barcelona or whether it was the Argentine national team. So that part of it doesn't really phase him. I, I think the other aspect that is underrated here is he creates an environment where you're able to get the best out of everybody involved. And he's had to incorporate a lot of new faces here in the summer window. And not all of them are at the level of Messi, Busquets, and Jordi Alba. He's had some young players come in from Argentina, guys that he thought could really fit in this league. And I think you're starting to see that Gomez and Farias especially are two players who are a great fit. And having that experience makes it easier for him to handle the just absolute circus-like atmosphere that is going to follow Inter-Miami as long as Lionel Messi plays there. Jason Longshore joining us, the WaitFor.com hotline. He'll be on the call Saturday when Inter-Miami comes into Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So it's obviously been a struggle for Inter-Miami. They are second from the bottom as far as in the Eastern Conference for points. You know, can they get back into the playoff picture? I mean, I was reading something that says that, you know, hey, they're they're pushing for a playoff. And obviously, look, if you've got the – Joseph Martinez and the Messies and all this kind of stuff. You want to make that push with Tata Martino and everything. But realistically, are, are they capable of making a run at the playoffs in the East? I think so. I, I think they're six points back right now. And the issue is not so much the distance there. Six points, that's two wins. And the team that is in the spot right now, D.C. United losing two, Miami wins two to make up the six-point gap. The problem is there's a whole lot of teams in between Miami and D.C. United. That's where it's complicated. And, yeah, Miami's going to play some of those teams. You're going to have some of those potential hurdles that you can jump over and climb the ladder. But you also are going to need some help just because of how the first half of the season went. You're going to need some teams in front of you to go into a slump, to to have some issues and, and not get results, while Miami still has to get really good results. They have the talent to do it. They are within striking distance, but they're still going to need some luck to get over that line and get into the postseason. Jamal Tiare practiced uh, on Tuesday, I believe it was. What does he bring to this club? Um, will we see him on Saturday? You know, what's what's the story with him? I mean, obviously, this has been one of their big pickups you know, here as they were in August, and now he's finally getting a chance to be with the club and start practicing. Yeah, depth, I think, is what he brings, and that was the idea all along. I mean, Yorgos Yakamakis is going to be the starter up top. You have Miguel Berry, but you need a little bit different profile as well, and I think TRA gives you something a little bit different in the backup striker role. Maybe he could play alongside Yorgos Yakamakis if you ever need to go to two up top, but I think he's best served being that change of pace. He's got speed. He can finish inside the 18 with both feet. And just in the the session that I saw on Tuesday, he's a guy who brings a a good level of intensity. Um, He's got that combination of the physicality that you want, but also the intensity in the activities that we saw. And look, he's still building fitness. And that's the thing that is going to hold him back right now. Could we see him on Saturday? I asked him that if he felt fit enough to contribute on Saturday. He said, yes, it just depends obviously on the situation in the match and if he's called upon, but how long could he give? 
probably not a lot because he got here on Sunday and he's had a couple of, of days of now training with the team. He had a couple of days of individual sessions just to start getting going again. He's had a long layoff since the, the season ended in the second division in France and he was out of contract. So he's available. I think he'll be on the bench and I think he'll be available if needed, if the game calls for it, but probably no more than 10, 10 minutes, maybe 15 if you're really stretching it. With just a few games left in the season, what what is kind of what do you think the goal is for Atlanta United? Like what what do you think is is the plan for this handful of remaining games that they have left? Playoff positioning, I mean, is there, you know, room to move? I mean, you know, they're they're what? Uh 3 points behind Columbus. I mean, what do you think the goal is, you know, as we just get down the stretch here? top four it's top four in the east because of what that brings the the format this year is a little bit different than we've seen in the mls playoffs there is a wild card game between the eighth and the ninth place teams single game eighth place team hosts that team goes into the quarterfinals and it's one versus eight and so on in terms of the seeds but those are best of three series that's new we haven't seen something like that in mls so home field is important you split the first two games and you get the deciding game and you're building. We know how big home field advantage is in this league. That's huge to get home field advantage in the best of three series. You got to be in the top four. And I think that's the goal for Atlanta United to get there. This is a team that can compete with anybody in the East. I, I feel like Cincinnati and we saw what Cincinnati can do. We saw what they're capable of here at the Benz. I, I thought Atlanta was the better team for 30 minutes of that. And Cincinnati was the better team for more than 45 that's the, the mark, that's the bar that Atlanta's got to get to. But everybody else in the East, I honestly feel like is beatable for Atlanta United, but home field will be very important. So getting into the top four, that's the goal the rest of the way. So, you know, July was very furious, you know, furious, I should say, with, with the schedule and things like that. And then obviously they had a break and, you know, it was kind of slow. I mean, you didn't really get playing until the end of August, but you know, again, it's August 30th and then September 2nd, and now, you know, we're going to be here on the, what, the 16th. I mean, how is this slowdown in the schedule affecting Atlanta United? You know, is there fear about, again, you've had some time off and you're still but trying to keep amped up, or is this a necessary, you know, a good break for Atlanta United? Like, how do you read just this kind of slow stretch that we've been through here in this last month? I think the League's Cup break was not desired. Obviously, they wanted to make a run in that tournament, but it was useful because, you know, think back to the end of where the regular season ended at that point, and you had Yorgos Yakimakis who was struggling to finish games. He was struggling to get past the 60th minute as he's been kind of had some injuries, also adjusting to a very different kind of physical challenge in Major League Soccer, not just on the field, but everything associated with the travel and all those things. You don't travel like this in the Scottish League. You know, it, it takes a toll on your body. And I think he's adjusted to that. Um, that part was good, but now you're in this kind of stop-start nature of it. Now, a lot of guys are playing with their national teams, and I think Atlanta United got a little lucky in this last window where guys didn't play as many minutes as we thought they might. Thiago Almada played one game. Uh, he captained the U23s for Argentina in a closed-door friendly against Bolivia. 
Gustavo Lobjanidze played one game for the Republic of Georgia. Uh, Miles Robinson played one game for the U.S. Luis Abram is the one that is probably the biggest concern. He started both games for Peru, and they finished up last night at midnight our time hosting Brazil and giving up a 90th-minute goal there to, to lose that one. So he's the one that's the biggest concern fitness-wise when we get back into this. I think the big picture of that stop-start nature, it's something that FIFA and all of the leagues around the world really need to sit down and eliminate some of these international breaks. And look, I get it with where a lot of money is made in this game. The World Cup is massive. All the World Cup qualifiers, massive. And then, of course, you know the Gold Cup here in CONCACAF, that's how they make their money. The Copa America and Calm the Ball, that's how they make their money. The Euros in Europe, same thing. So I get it. National team games are important, and they always will be a big part of soccer. It's never going away. It's not going to be like basketball is. But there's got to be fewer disruptions, in my opinion, in this time of the year. You don't need a September window, an October window, and a November window. They've got to eliminate some of these international windows and streamline it so the club game can have a little more of a consistent flow to it. Jason Longshore, he'll be on the call come Saturday. Excuse me, uh, Inter Miami comes into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, four thirty pregame, five o'clock kick. Jason, get me a field pass so I can get down and start doing some snow angels on the field with my Coors Light. And you know, again, we just you know we're we're gonna we're gonna play up this. We're we're gonna get this thing. We're gonna get all of this turf, these little rubber pellets, just flying up in the air at uh, Inter Miami. But um, we do thank you, as always, for being uh, on the show and uh, look forward to the call on Saturday. Thanks for having me on, as always. You got it. Appreciate it. And um, that'll be f- that'll be a fun environment. Uh, you know, even if Messi doesn't play, look, Jose Martinez still coming back here. You know, still, still big time. So, again, it will be a fun environment, and it will probably obviously be a massive sellout for Atlanta United. Not like they need any help or whatever to sell – games out, but certainly this will be a big matchup for United. And of course, we'll have all the action right here on the home of Atlanta United Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Alright, when we come back, it'll be time for What's Bugging Chuckery. Um, the Mel Tucker situation and story just kind of tells you as how low human beings can really go. We'll talk about that next. Chuckery in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio Nights on The Game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery show. Saw these guys in concert uh, a few years ago. It was um, me, Crooked Pocahontas, Oren, and I, I think Rob Tribble was with us. Nice. But uh, Tears for Fears was the opening uh, act for 
uh, Hall and Oates. Oh wow! Okay, so that was uh, uh, what do you call it at the um, Gwinnett Arena or whatever they oh, call it yeah, nowadays. Oh yeah, Gas South. I Gas think South. is what it's yeah, called yeah, now. Yeah, Gas yeah. South. So, okay. Yeah, we were there what a few years ago. I think I think it was I think it was pre-pandemic uh, when okay. we were there. So yeah. um, again, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. By yeah, them. this uh, this this whole album um, is just phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, Phenomenal album. So, uh, 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. We're uh, watching Braves in Philadelphia. Right now, it's the end of the eighth inning. So, it'll be the top of the ninth here with the Braves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Braves will be coming up here in the uh, top of the ninth inning. Four to one still. Uh, Atlanta has the lead. Um, Strider really settled down. After that first inning, he's got seven innings, four hits, a run, nine strikeouts with two walks, 110 pitches. So he did his job. It was a rough first inning, and and his pitch count was going up, but um, um, he survived seven innings. Brad Hand pitched the eighth inning, and so now it's uh, top of the ninth. Uh, who is it? Mur- I believe it's Murphy, Pilar, and Michael Harris, uh, the seven, eight, and nine hitters in the uh, order, so we'll see if the Braves uh, hang on. And um, obviously, the Iglesias will probably pitch the ninth inning, and um, we'll see if the Braves can close it out and win the division. Are we still fearing the division? Are we still afraid of the division or anything like that? that no. Somebody's going to make a run in no. the division? No. Okay. No. Right. No. Cruise control. Yeah, just, just making sure. So just um, just making sure. But um, anyway, um, you know, it should be a fun environment uh with Atlanta United coming up here on um uh, on Saturday night um I you know guess late afternoon or early evening Saturday but uh should be a fun environment with with Messi coming uh, into town so um had a little fun talking with Jason Longshore there and uh Daddy, we gotta get on the field and do our snow angels and yeah. stuff so <laughs> anyway um all right uh we got a lot to get into with this so let's get to what's bugging chuckery don't look now but somebody out there just got chuckery ticked off <laughs> like that's hard don't make me angry you wouldn't like me when i'm angry it's time for what's bugging chuckery on sports radio 92.9 the game you know i i just can't wrap my arms around this whole mel tucker story um I, I I don't know what to think. I I, I but I, I will say this, okay? This is really the de-evolution of the human race. Like I I find it really hard to believe that Brenda Tracy would after everything that she's been through, everything that she's advocated for would find herself in a situation like this with a guy like Mel Tucker. And, and I'm not saying Mel Tucker's not attractive. I'm, I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm just talking about the idea of being in an inappropriate relationship with somebody. And look, Mel Tucker is standing by his story. I mean, you know, again, here's what he had to say in a letter through his attorney. While I'm sad by Ms. Tracy's disclosure of the sensitive nature of this call, let me be perfectly clear. It was an entirely mutual, private event between two adults 
living at the opposite ends of the country. She initiated the discussion that night, sent me a provocative picture of the two of us together, suggested what she may look like without clothes, and never once during the 36 minutes did she object in any matter, much less hang up the phone. And they say hours later, Tracy posted a response on social media referring to an acronym, DARVO. That stands for Deny, Attack, and Reverse Victim and Offender. See, again, I... Let's let's go hypothetical. If this is true, that Brenda that Brenda Tracy was a willing participant in all this, then she could never go and speak again on the circuit. She can, I'm sorry, but her advocacy days are over. So you would think, even just for, and I hate to say it this way, Day Day, but even just for self preservation. You don't get mixed up in something like this. You know, even if you do have feelings or whatever for Mel Tucker, who I think's married, by the way, too, but even if you do have feelings for him, you don't express it. You don't, you don't, because again, you're never going to be able to be an advocate for all of this in college campuses. Like you can't, you can't get into an inappropriate relationship with a football coach who's married, I guess, by the way, as well, and and do all of that. Like, just for self-preservation, you would think that that would not happen. Now, again, I I find it hard to believe that all of this was consensual. Now, we do know that he did masturbate, you know, on the phone call. Like, he's admitted to all of that. This This is the bottom of the barrel of human evolution. It really is. And and I understand the legalese as far as why he's, you know, suspended without pay and not fired. And I understand all that. Look, they've got $80 million at stake here. No university wants to pay $80 million to have somebody go away. But this is just awful. Like, there is nobody that's going to come out as a winner in this situation. Nobody. Brenda Tracy, even if she is 100% truthful in what she said, she still doesn't come out of this thing unscathed. Because there there will be people that will always have doubt about, well, again, listen, People doubted her story about when the whole gang rape happened. You don't think that there are people that are doubting her story now? I, I, I you know, we joked about the idea of the Michael Orr situation, right? And, and just there were no winners in that situation. Let me tell you, th- there's no winners in this situation. I don't care if Brenda Tracy told all the truth. There's nobody that's going to win in this situation. And this whole thing is just, it's disgusting. It's just, it's disgusting. And I understand, look, people are attracted to people and I get all of that kind of stuff, right? I I can, I I understand human emotion, right? Now, we, we all have our attractions and our fantasies and 
I get all of that. I, I understand it completely. Trust me, I do. But there has to be some judgment. There has to be some restraint. What, whatever parties, there has to be some of that. Because like I said, if, 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 any, if any of this story of Mel Tucker turns out to be true, Brenda Tracy, her career is over. Over. You are never going to a college campus and lecturing people about restraint and, you know, not getting into the, no way, no way, no how can you ever go to a college campus and look anybody in the eye and tell us about restraint and all this kind of stuff and just doing the right thing and the moral high, no way. And if Mel Tucker, if it turns out that everything that Brenda Tracy is saying is true and Mel Tucker did all of this stuff, then he's a sleaze bag. He's the lowest form of amoeba on earth. But again, nobody is going to win in this situation. Nobody is going to come out good in this situation. And by the way, has Michigan State had some of the biggest goofballs involved in their athletic department? Remember, this is the university that had the what was the guy's name? The 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 gymnastics the doctor. doctor. Yeah. That that assaulted all of the young girls. I forget what that guy's name is, but the guy that the guy was supposedly assaulted in prison and all that too. Again, like what is going on at Michigan State? How does Michigan State find itself? If this situation with Mel Tucker turns out to be true, then there has to be somebody that investigates what's going on at, at Michigan State. Like, there has to be something about what's in that university's culture that these kinds of things have happened. I don't care how long ago everything went. The fact that these things have happened at Michigan State University... All of this is just so ridiculous. And like I said, nobody is going to come out smelling like a rose in this. I don't, I don't, nobody is going to come out for the better in this whole situation. All I can hope is that, you know, again, everybody, everybody gets prosecuted or whatever. I, I, again, you know, not just the court of public opinion, but there has to be something. If Mel Tucker is supposed to be fired, then I hope he's fired with, with, without, with cause and without pay. If Brenda Tracy lies, lied about this and it's proven in court that she lied about, you know, this relationship with Mel Tucker, then she can never speak again. But and it, no matter how you slice it, this whole thing is just an awful look for Michigan State University, Brenda Tracy, Mel Tucker. Nobody is coming out ahead for any of this stuff. All right, we'll react and respond to what Arthur Smith had to say with Dukes and Bell. Chuck Nakia Studios, Sports Radio, not for the game, Odyssey.com app.
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.